Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Stacy Ogden, owner of Side Hustle Teachers. So Stacy helps educators to take control of their financial future by building a sustainable income stream through blogging. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, thank you. So for the benefit of everyone listening, can you just expand a bit more on that introduction about where you are in your business and who you serve? Yeah, I'm actually, I couldn't believe when I thought about this. I'm in my 10th year of business, not my original business, which I think is a key point that I work on with some of my own students as well. Uh Um, But yeah, I'm in my 10th year of business and I help other educators like myself who are looking to make more money, to, you know, follow their passions and to just, you know, explore some new career opportunities, whether they're looking to leave the classroom or just make some extra money on the side. And, uh, you know, I've, I have found great success through blogging. I found it a, a really ideal side hustle for teachers uh-huh. um, because of the way that it works, that we can fit it so I won't say easily, but um, fits so relatively easily into our lives um, because it's so flexible. And so that's really where I've landed um, as my like happy space in this little internet marketing world is I'm I'm a big blogger fanner, fangirl, and uh, that's what I help my teachers with. Oh, super. So how did, how did that come about? How did it first start? So I originally started my first side hustle with a direct sales company that shall not be named because I don't have anything nice to say about them. And my mommy taught me well, (laughs) and, um, and it was just not a good fit. And Mm -hmm. I, I was ignoring red flags. And I finally, at the end of it, when it was just petering off and I was feeling really deflected, you know, dejected and, and horrible about myself, I said, all right, let me try. What else can I try to make this work? And I decided to start a blog Mm -hmm. and you know, the blog, I was having so much fun with it that I kind of forgot to even do anything for the other business. So I was like, all right, this is, this is really entertaining for me. I'm having a good time. My friends and family actually shared my posts that I wrote with a couple other people, people that I didn't know had commented on it. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. So I started looking into how to make money from a blog Mm -hmm. and I just finally buried the other side hustle that was just never going to work. And, um, you know, the first month that I started putting any effort into it, I made $2 and 11 cents and it was the best, I know <laughs> the best $2 and 11 cents I have ever made in my life still to this day. 
that um, I was hooked. I knew that if I could make $2.11, I could make more. Mm -hmm. So I, I just kept building it and kept building it. And at the time I was working on a blog for moms and it was like, you know, busy working moms, how to like juggle it all, how to make things simpler, like simple mm. projects that you can do with your kids. And I eventually started getting questions about how did you do this? How did you build this blog? So I started writing some posts on, on that topic and nobody on the blog was interested. It was just people who knew me in real life that were really interested in this idea. So I was like, Hmm. Okay. So I started, um, side hustle moms. Cause I was still stuck in the mom thing for mm -hmm. the moment, but I realized when I was talking to my moms that all my analogies and all of my examples and all of my, like, you know, when this happens, we're like teacher related. So, you know, you have these moments where the light bulb goes off and you're just like, oh, why am I trying to make this square peg fit into this round hole? Oh, I need to just go with what incredible. I'm, what I'm good at. <laughs> I love that, that, that moment of everyone has this moment of realization of, or a a pivot point or something that happens. So for you to have that understanding of, huh, I'm maybe talking to the wrong person. It might yeah. work better over there. Uh, yeah. How I, you know, I'm a mom and I love being a mom, but I found that all of my life examples and all of my, you know, like my case studies and all of my, everything that I was using as um, proof was yeah. all coming from teaching. So um, I, I kind of made a little pivot and side hustle moms became side hustle teachers. And I opened a Facebook group just to sort of gauge interest. Mm -hmm. And in the first year I had a goal for 300 people in the Facebook group, because that was, that was just my like milestone of like mm -hmm. 300 people is kind of like good discussion amount. So I was like, all right, by the end of the year, I want some good discussion going on in this group. So 300 people and we had 3000. So I knew I was onto something. And, you know, we kind of, the, the group and the mission of the company sort of evolved with time. Like I, when I was looking at what my questions I was getting from people, um, when I was looking at the, the nature of the people that were joining, like where they were in their journey, we were getting a lot of people who were interested, but not inside hustles yet. And we were getting a lot of people who were brand new. Um, and we do have, we also have a few people who've been in it for a while as nice little experts sort of peppered in the group, but the majority are new to it or still exploring it. So really taking into account the people that showed up in the group, that's sort of where we led, um, where we leaned into when it came to what to offer in terms of products and services and courses and whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so we've gone through a few iterations, but um, right, right now we've got the teacher blog Academy, which is like my favorite thing I've ever created <laughs> other than my daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's, you know, it really just helps teachers get off the ground with their blog, like walks them through the tech and walks them through all the basic stuff so that they have that solid foundation and then, you know, in the future, I'm thinking maybe doing masterminds and things like that. And I want to write a mm. book, but for the moment, I wanted to make sure that I was listening to my audience and my audience is saying, I'm a beginner. Don't drown me. Like huh. I need help at beginner level. So that's where we, that's where we really settled with the group. And, and it's been fantastic. I love that group. <laughs> it's my happy Beautiful. place. <laughs> so it sounds like it's been quite an organic sort of evolution of you know finding the right audience and then finding the right way to serve that audience and as you i think you just said listening to them listening to what people want this is 
marketing business 101 but it can be sometimes so hard to either pivot or change or really understand what what's wanted uh did you find it hard at all or for you was it just so easy it's like yep that pivot that change <laughs> <I know>. easy <laughs> Definitely not easy. No, because you, you want to jump in, like you've got this idea and you've got the, this vision of how this idea is going to play out, yeah. but you have to remember that the people in front of you, you know, if I might use my teaching analogies are like your students and you don't know who's going to show up in your classroom. You don't know who's going to show up for you when you first put your content out there. So you've got to mm. actually be responsive to, to the people who do show up for you mm. and, and give them what they need within your scope of, of knowledge, mm. but you, you need to make sure that you're meeting the needs of the people that you're actually serving. And if you're finding that you're not serving the people who are attracted to you, aren't the ones that you want to serve, then, then it's something else that you've got to work on. You've got to work on your messaging and you've got to work on your, you know, what is it that you're putting out into the world that's attracting these people okay, instead that, of what you want. That's a key point there. Did you have a, a moment in time where the people coming your way, the people showing up were, not the people that you wanted to work with. I think I felt that way with side hustle moms because uh -huh. um, they just weren't, uh, they weren't the right fit, you know, and it, it was, it was the right step. It was the next step on the path to get me where I was meant to go, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't there yet. We were still, you know, a couple, couple miles down the road, but that's through listening. And, and it's a big point to listen to not only your audience, but also to yourself because mm. you're building a business for you. So if you don't like where it's going, then listen and look around and see what's happening and what don't you like and how can you change it and how can you get where you want to go? So the whole, the whole process of evolving a business is not really like you put out this thing into the world and it is what it is. It's you put this thing out into the world and you see what happens and then you mm -hmm. make another choice. And it's, it's this little process of micro decisions along the way yeah. that get you where you eventually want to go. Mm -hmm. I've heard this, this described in so many different ways, but I think the, the best way that, that dropped in for me was you know, your business is your baby. I was like, no, that's too big there's too much responsibility today you're your business's baby so to flip it around because else you take too much responsibility it is it is too perfect it needs to be cared for it rather than hey you're the one being taken care of the business so let it evolve let it change let it grow right yeah absolutely it doesn't have to be the same thing that you thought it would be when you started out because as you learn more you figure out what do you really want? And I think that's one of the things that actually stops people from taking action too, is they don't, they can't see the end of the path. They don't know exactly what they want. So they don't want to get started because they feel like they can't, you know, they can't Google maps it if they don't know <laughs> the end point. If you don't know where and, you're going, how can you yeah, ever exactly. get there? Yeah. So instead of saying, you know, I need to get from point A to point Z, you've got to focus on point B. What's the first thing you want to do? Mm-hmm and just go there and see nice. what happens <laughs> and it's and you have and you've gone through the iterations you've been through the years and it's, it sounds fantastic so let's look at your sort of personal evolution through this because your business has evolved it's changed beautiful what about yourself because how have you as a business owner been able to manage and maintain this you know and also you know having a personal life 
uh, in relationships, <laughs> and keeping yourself healthy, all these things. Yeah. I, you know, my first year, I very nearly burned myself out. I, I found myself with getting pneumonia twice in as many months. Um, I was trying to crank out a, a blog post a day which mm -hmm. how do you do that when you have a one-year-old and a full-time job and, you know, a need to sleep and mm. all these other things going on. So I, I was pushing myself to the point where it was just completely unsustainable. It wasn't even like sometime in the future, I was going to burn out. It was like burnout is imminent. It's happening right now. Like the alarms are, are going off and the lights are flashing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was getting physically sick as in a response to that. And I decided to, I didn't back off, but I took mm -hmm. a lot off my plate. I said, I'm not going to do yep. this every single day. I'm going to cut it back to three times a week. And one of them is going to be, um, oh, I don't even remember what they're called anymore. Like a, a pin party or whatever they're called where other bloggers, I would just post the thing on there and other bloggers mm -hmm. would come and post their, their blog posts. So it wasn't even like on me. I just had to set up the thing and it would post and other people would share their content. Um, man, I don't even remember what that's called anymore. It's been such a long time. Um, so I, I took a big load of things off my plate. Mm -hmm. um, and even eventually I did even more because I was like, you know what? Taking down from five posts a week to two didn't do anything to my numbers. In fact, my numbers went up. People stayed on my page longer. People were clicking around more. Um, the quality of my, my content was better. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, by every measure, everything went up. So I was like, all right, maybe I can just do this once a week and I don't need to, and then I can spend some time. What's that word? Marketing. <laughs> you know, so I can so help rather than people just find my blog. <laughs> pump out the, the content, just continue to hustle through you found a way to actually take a bit more time. Yeah. And, you know, in the beginning, it was my body forced me to do it because I mm. physically could not like, mm -hmm. get out of bed for a long time for it was, it was ridiculous. I'm sure my bosses thought I was faking it at some point, but, um, you know, but it was, it was just really unhealthy, but then the thing about the thing about business is that you can learn the lesson each time it comes up or you can not learn it and it will come up again. So mm. when you find yourself in a situation like that, I was like, okay, do I want to learn this lesson right now? Or do I want to wait and get sick again and push myself to the limit again and, and then learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of take a step back when something like happen, that, that happens and, and reevaluate. So I, after three months of doing two posts a week, I was like, hmm, let's see what happens. And that's, that's another thing is I, I started listening to more um, business advice and I found a lot of um, women to follow because I uh -huh. found that women um, in particular gave great advice when it came to people who had responsibilities caring for other people. And so that when it came to not only my child, but my job, which is a very, you know, caring profession that we take our work home with us, whether it's an actual tote bag full of papers, but also like the, the emotional and mental load that our students carry, we take that home with us. Hmm. So how do you step back from that? So when I started listening to those things and people were, and, and I started internalizing the message of more is not better, more is just more. Mm -hmm. So 
how can you make things easier for yourself? How can you um, streamline things? How can you create systems? How can you um, automate things? How can you work with other people to make your life easier? Maybe hire someone to help you out with things. And at first I was like, I can't hire anybody. I'm a broke teacher. And, but then I was like, but I'm not a broke teacher because I have this blog and it's making me some decent money now. So why am I not using it to make things better and easier for myself? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it was little tiny things all along the way that you just have to be in tune with what's going on around you, but also inside you. And how mm-hmm. is that? you know, take when, if you're going to read business books, if you're going to listen to podcasts, then the, take the information and actually pause on it for a moment, because so many times we just read it and we throw it on the pile and we pick up the next thing. And then we, you know, read it and throw it on the pile. And we don't take the time to really internalize it and think about what it would look like in our own lives. Um, but I think that having forced to be in bed for a couple of weeks at a time that I had the time to just sit and think, because there's mm-hmm. only so many friends reruns you can watch. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, that sounds like it's an amazing thing to to have have gone through in a you know obviously a horrendous thing. But listening to our bodies, our bodies don't lie. They're trying to get our attention. I truly mm-hmm. believe that our bodies like saying, "Hey." One train of thought is our bodies trying to hide us from like emotional pain. Another train of thought, and what I truly believe is that our body is so intelligent. It's like, hey, oi, idiot, over here, there's something you're not paying attention to. So how can I get his attention? And maybe it's your back, maybe it's your knee, maybe it's an illness, all these things. Eventually, one thing's going to get your attention of saying, hey, you need to slow down. Yep. So absolutely. Fast forward to to today. So you've been through this. You've you've. (laughs) You know, gone through hiring, you've done so much right now. What are your what are your worries now? What are your telltale signs that of when you see that things are starting to starting to change, starting to creep? So I my biggest thing that I've recognized in myself is that when things are getting to be too much, when I've when I've forgotten how to say no to things and I've mm-hmm maybe fallen prey to shiny object syndrome um, that I start to take on too much. And I start to feel paralyzed. Like Mm -hmm. I have my, my to-do list gets so long that I just can't accomplish anything Mm -hmm. on it. And I I've gotten really good at recognizing this when it gets, when it just starts now, but it Mm -hmm. took a long time to get there that I would be like, why can I not get anything done? Why can't I'm just like, I have so much to do and I'm just sitting here on Facebook. Like what is wrong with me? And which besides the fact that Facebook is just like crack for your brain. But on top of that, that was my go-to place because I could go to Facebook and I could be in my group and I could feel like I was doing something, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't actually accomplishing anything. So when I started to recognize that, now I noticed those that that first sign of like starting to to shut down a little bit and mm-hmm. starting to be like, oh well, you know, I've got so much to do. I might as well just play parking jam on my phone because that's my latest obsession right now. So when that happens and I start to look at that to-do list, I'm like, okay, what needs to go? 
because Mm -hmm. my first, the first thing I always do when I get to that point is what needs to go. What do I not need to be doing right now? What can I put on my, you know, maybe someday list or my a month from now list, or my just forget about it because it's never going to happen list. Um, and, and, and go from there and start just crossing things off my list. And if there's some things that I know I really want to do that I know would be so good for my business, like I'm right now in the process of retooling my sales page for teacher blog Academy. And I was like, I'm never going to sit down and learn enough about sales pages to make any noticeable impact. So I hired someone to help me do this. And, you know, so what can I get off my plate that needs to be done, but I don't have to be the one to do it. So, you know, you just start to look at your list and say, okay, what's got to go? Cause I'm only one person. There's only so many balls I can keep in the air at one time. Something is going to get dropped. Either I can pick it or it's going to pick it for me. So that's, that's sort of where I, I start when I start to feel that shutting down, when I start to feel that overwhelm and like, okay, then look at the list. What needs to go? That's the first mm-hmm. question out of my mouth every single time. What needs to go? Nice. So that's that's the overwhelm. What about the the voices? Because when we speak to entrepreneurs, we all have these voices in our head that's yeah, you know, they can be mean sometimes, so mean, and they're not exactly helpful. No. So I mean, you've been doing this for an awful long time. I'm going to assume that you still have these challenges come up, you still have these voices. What, what do yours say? What, what, what are they like? So I call mine Becky. Um, and I (laughs) I just, sometimes I will literally, when I have these thoughts come up in my head, I will literally say out loud. And if there are other people in the room, I don't care. I'll be like, shut up, Becky. And because (sighs) I don't know why it just feels so good to say, But yeah, those voices definitely creep in about, you know, who do you think you are? Mm. Um, Why would anyone trust you with their, with their learning, which Mm -hmm. is crazy because I'm a teacher. Like this is, I, this is my life. I've been doing this literally since I was like a child. I've been one of those called to teaching people. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I have other voices in my head that say, what if things happen too fast? And what if things get too big too quickly? That's the one that I I hear coming up most often now because I've kind of worked Uh through those. What are people going to say? You know, my students found my podcast recently um, and they're kind of obsessed with it. So I had to work through that whole thing of, I have seventh graders talking to me about my podcast and how am I going to handle that? And I say, oh, great. Thanks for listening. And that's how I handle it now. Mm -hmm. But um but the, the question comes up now that what happens if success happens tomorrow? Like what if, hap- mm-hmm. what if success happens before I'm ready to leave teaching or what if success happens and forces me to make a decision that I'm not ready to make? So those are the thoughts that come in now and they're great thoughts to have, honestly, they're, <laughs> I'm happy to have them, but um, you know, you just have to sort of settle yourself down and be like, okay. Stay. So you need to slow your roll because right now you have a business that's doing great. It's doing mm-hmm. exactly what you want it to do. You're helping thousands of teachers. You've got a Facebook group of 12,000 that are learning and growing together. Everything you're doing is exactly what you want it to be. So, you know, you kind of have to talk yourself down off the ledge as though you're talking to somebody else. Um, and it helps to do this in a mirror. <laughs> because then you actually feel like there's another person talking back at you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, if you use, and I say this to my students all the time too, and my daughter, like if you, if you talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend, what would you say? So that's, that's my, that's my go-to response now is, okay, I feel, I feel this overwhelm. I feel this like mm. almost anxiety, like this fear of success coming on yeah. that I thought was complete BS until it actually started happening. <laughs> uh-huh. I really did. I was like, fear of success. Come on. What kind of loser? But it's totally true. You actually do. Yeah. No one fears <laughs> success, right? It just, yes, it's a who good would be thing. afraid of success, but it's true because you worry about how is my life going to change? How are my friends going to change? How are people going to treat me? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, what if I can't do both my job and my business anymore and I'm not ready the to truth let is go? Everything- is going to change it yeah. will change you will change the person i mean everyone goes through iterations of of themselves you change into, into a different kind of leader um for you know not only your your students but for your team and then for your growing business um your time is going to change your friends will start to see a, a different version of you and of course mm-hmm. then you get to ah oh, you get to take on their fears and doubts and ah oh, stacy you can't do that you know you're not going to leave your job are you all, all these inherited um i mean they come from a beautiful place but they come from their fears their yeah. beliefs their their programming their their worries right yep yep and the one i get a lot is what about your health insurance <laughs> Well, thanks for that. I know, I I know that health insurance costs money, so that's already in the back of my mind. But thank you for bringing it forward to my attention again. Um, but yeah, you just have to, you know, if it's somebody else, I tend to change the subject and sort of bring it back to them because, mm. you know, oh well, that's great. You know, health insurance. Speaking of, didn't your mom have a health scare a couple of weeks ago? How is she feeling? You know, like you just tend to change the subject when somebody else is bringing up their. Ah, uh, so you're the master of misdirection. Oh, I try. I try, but Ooh, you know, let's drop this in. People have the then. best intentions, but they don't necessarily think it through from your perspective. So, do you? You said earlier that you, how you would talk to yourself, how you talk to other people. So, if you have this this skill of of, of misdirection of changing the conversation, which can be so helpful, do you ever do that to yourself? Do you ever find that you manipulate, change yourself? when you maybe I'm shouldn't. much harder to redirect <laughs> than, <laughs> than it is other people because my brain knows what it's what I'm doing you know like they're like I'm on to you you're trying to get me to think about puppies when I really want you to think about this horrible thing that you could be thinking about um <laughs> so it's a lot it's a lot harder for me to do that to myself I kind of have yeah. to talk myself through it and then to, to like finish it off, to like move on. What I usually find is really helpful is to do something productive. Mm -hmm. So if there's something, um, if I'm having that voice in my head about, you know, you're not an expert in this, who would listen to you or your opinion and what you have to say, then one of the things I like to do is I like to actually go and create a social media post or go start a blog post and just, you know, say, well, yes, I am. So here you go. (laughs) is the proof right yeah exactly so once i once i sort of talk myself back a little bit it's nice to Uh take some proactive action to to counterbalance that negative thought that's coming in so Mm. that you have okay so i thought this but here's the proof i'm showing you that 
people do think, you know, people do come to me for advice. I can go in the group and I can find somebody who's asking for my help in something, or I can go write a post that responds to, you know, my new subscriber survey that I just sent out or, you know, whatever it is, people Uh are coming to me for advice. So I'm going to go help them rather than listen to this voice because the voice is not helpful, but I can be. So (laughs) beautifully put the voice isn't helpful, but I can be damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So what, what is the plan? Where are you going? What is the real plan? Oh boy. That's a big question. Yeah. So I've got some like mini goals coming up. My goal is to retire earlier from teaching than I would have normally. Connecticut has a ridiculous length of time before you can retire from teaching with your, it's 37 and a half years. Okay. And that is a long time. So, um, you know, my, my big goal is to retire in the next five years. And in between now and then there's a couple things I want to do to like, you know, bring my business to the next level. I really want to write a book, um, mm-hmm. you know, for busy teachers who just want to make some extra money on the side and and how to actually take action and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a redo, a 2.0 of my course that's um, in my head already that I'm going to release in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think beyond that is, is masterminding with some um, more advanced, either former students from the TBA or something like that, but just kind of bringing the program like full circle so that there's something that's really accessible for everybody in the book. And then there's the beginner's course, and then there's the mastermind so that we can really start building this like blogging lifeline for teachers. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is a great plan. That's my goal. (laughs) Beautiful. Now with this, and this is a sneaky question. So everyone (laughs) who's, who's going through business and growth, we all think about what to do, what we want to achieve. Have you thought about what challenges are going to be coming your way? Because I'm sure through your, your journey so far, you've had some challenges that you never saw coming that you've had to overcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, like surprise. yeah. And yeah. Someone, I never even thought this would be a problem or a challenge. So what, what lies ahead of you? What do you, what are you looking forward to um, going through and what are you not quite looking forward to? So my, my desire to write a book actually rubs up against something that I have said about myself for a really long time, which is I'm not a writer. Uh-huh. Um, so that for me, it's been in my head for years that I wanted to do this. And it finally like crystallized that this is what I want to write. This is how I want to do it. This is who I want to help with this. So I kind of like backed myself into a corner. Like I have no choice because it's there and it's already writing itself. And if I don't actually do it, I'm going to, you know, be kicking myself later. And as Phoebe from friends says, that's how you break a hip. So, um, you know, so that's one of the things is you kind of have to take these ideas that you have about who you are and what you're capable of and Mm -hmm. test them and push them. And, you know, if I end up writing a book that I never publish, I still wrote a book, you know? So if I, and I, I have a feeling that when it gets to the end, I'm going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm publishing this thing. I wrote a freaking book. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's one of the things is like, you kind of have to push through the, 
the fear and the doubt and the, what you've always told yourself about the person you, you know, quote unquote are, um, Mm. to become who you want to be, you know, in my family, my sister was always the writer and, and, uh, you know, she went to school for English. She was like an English lit major. And so for me to say, no, I'm a writer is like this. It's even right now, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up because I'm like, no, I'm not. Who are you talking about? But yes, I am. (laughs) I've been writing for 10 years. It's just not been in a book form. So Uh that's something that I'm, I'm looking forward to (laughs) as a challenge to work through. Um, you know, one of my challenges has always been perfectionism. Mm. Um, and the fact that I have a course in my head right now that I'm not going to release for another more than a year is, is really difficult for me because it means that I know that there are things that are not hundred percent perfect. There are things that Mm -hmm. I can add and change and do and update, but I'm not going to do it because I'm thinking long-term because otherwise I would just spend all my time re-recording the same course over and over and over again. So there's a couple of things I can see coming up in the, in the path that are, that are going to be things I have to work through continuously as I go. Mm. Um, you know, and then there's always the surprises, like that fear of success that jumps out and smacks you in the face and makes, makes you feel like a hypocrite for, for calling other people who've said that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, this sounds like a, a fascinating journey and, uh, Hey, we wish you all the success as you go through it. Can't wait to see what, what comes up for you. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. That's one of the exciting things about business is you can't wait to see what happens because we have no idea. (laughs) So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming on and and sharing your story and and your thoughts behind business. Well, thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. Hey, you're welcome. So if people want to learn a bit more about you and find out about your course, uh, where can they find you? So you can find the course at teacherblogacademy.com. Um, and if you're just looking for some general tips, just some more information about me, I'm at sidehustleteachers.com. Or if you just want to interact, my favorite place to hang out pretty much other than my chair in the living room, which is like my designated spot, is the Side Hustle Teachers community on Facebook. I love that group. I love the people in it. And um, it's just an amazing place to be. So those are the three places, the Facebook group, Side Hustle Teachers community, sidehustleteachers.com. And you know, if you just want to go straight to the course, it's just teacherblogacademy.com and go for it. Super. Stacey, again, thank you so much. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.